Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and let us know a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hey, so I'm Yaya Smith. I'm a wife and mom first and a businesswoman. I support women with getting in touch with their femininity and then understanding how to use femininity as a tool to win in life, in relationships, in their careers, um, and also in their homes. Right now is a, a, a huge at-home time for a lot of people, and knowing how to connect the dots at home is so important for us going forward. So that's who I am and what I help women do. I love it. So you mentioned connecting the dots at home, which I think is so important because, you know, life pre-pandemic for a lot of people was really hectic, I assume. You know, most people were out and about, busy and bustling, and maybe this is the first time in people's lives, maybe since they were, you know, in college or teenagers um, or even younger than that, that they've had to be still. And I wonder, especially maybe for the women that you've worked with prior to, how it's been um, maybe an easier time for them in working with you or those women kind of coming in and connecting with you because it's a time to be still and they're starting to reflect and look at things. So I wonder if for you, has it been that um, things have been different in your line of work with women in the last couple of months? So my clients have all, it's been so beautiful to just watch them navigate this transition because they've all said, you know, it's so much easier. And I'm glad that I was in this space before all of this happened. There's no way we could have known that this was coming, but I feel so prepared is the word that kept coming up is how prepared they felt. Um, And on the other side of that, for new clients coming in, I have definitely experienced people who have been all along the spectrum. So women who are stay-at-home moms and maybe um, things are, are up in the air around income or around homeschooling or all of these things that they have to now make big decisions on and they're wanting clear guidance on how to make those decisions effectively. And then there are also the women who have never had to be home, who have been working and now they're having to be home, whether it's with their family or with themselves and having to sit with themselves in that quiet or having to sit with their families and not really know how to connect. Um, And many people are realizing these people are my family, but I haven't really spent much time with them. Or, you know, if, if it's a single woman, I've never really had to slow down to think about these things. And now I do. So how do I manage the work that's happening? I think a lot of people are are experiencing deep inner work that they did not sign up for. Um, And even those who did sign up, we didn't think that we would have to sit home and like just be home with our thoughts. Um, And so many of the women who, did not sign up for it, still want to be the best that they can be at navigating this time and space right now. So I'm seeing from the side of, you know, if you've already been preparing, of course, you'll be prepared. And then also the woman who is saying, I don't ever want to be unprepared again. I want to make sure that I have the tools that I need no matter what life brings. 
I love that. Yeah, it's, I can only imagine what what an experience that could be like you mentioned, you know, having been signed up, right, voluntold into mm-hmm. maybe a process that you weren't ready for or weren't see you didn't see coming or something like mm-hmm. that and then and then how do you manage it? So, I can only imagine what that looks like for you as, you know, you said a wife and a mother first. For you, how is it that um, you're able to either make time or find time to reconnect with yourself being that, you know, you've got multiple people in the household. I wonder if it's, I don't know if it's challenging for you to be able to find the time to have quiet for yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of a two way street. I'm really introverted and it's not easy to tell because I really do well with people. Um, but I need time to myself to get away. And so with the pandemic and the lockdown and all of that, that came up prior to that, I had a practice of at least twice a month, getting a room for myself at a nice hotel and just getting away from my family, from the kids, from everybody. And even during the week I would go and work. My husband and I would take days. He would go away and work on one day and I'd go away and work on the next day. And we kind of juggled. And then in the evenings, we have that time. The mornings and the evenings would be our time together um, as family. And when the pandemic hit, that all just kind of stopped immediately. And so not being able to leave the house, I had to find new ways to get quiet time, um, especially with four children. Kids are very rarely quiet. My children are all 10 years old and under. And so it is a a very loud house that we have here. Um, But I love the fact that it has always been a part of the culture in our house for all of us to have quiet time. So my children have nap time in the middle of the day. Those who are too old for naps have their quiet time, um, and everyone has to have quiet time. And it's a part of the day-to-day routine. And so that allows me time to spend with myself or time to do some work if need be. Um, And we also have bedtime, which is something that, I, I mean, I recommend for every mom especially to have bedtime in place because what often happens is children don't know when they're tired and they're cranky and they're up and you're up and everybody's been up all day and everybody's cranky and the kids are just up late at night and the parents never get that time. And so our children are in bed by eight thirty, nine o'clock at the latest. And we have those evening hours to do our thing, either go off on our own or spend time with ourselves, read a book, um, spend time with each other. And so quiet time, self-care is a part of the culture in our household. It's not just if mommy can find time, it is, this is, this is already on the schedule. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes complete sense. And, you know, logically it makes the most sense because we can only really kind of show up as mm-hmm. our best selves when we're taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, being cranky and tired and mm-hmm. um, and all of that, you know, only gets compounded when we aren't doing self-care. And so 
I love that you mentioned that. And it's reminding me of why I think I asked you to come on the podcast in the first place, because I don't feel like a lot of people talk about this. And I think the idea and I can only imagine like the amount of mom guilt people feel and the societal kind of messages that people receive about um, about not making uh-huh. sure to have built into the culture of your household um, certain boundaries and self-care practices and ways of understanding each other's needs because just because you're all one family doesn't mean that you don't all have different needs, uh-huh. different personalities and things like that. So when you mentioned you're an introvert, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, <laughs> I, I love, I that's me. Like, like I need my time where uh-huh. I can just be quiet and hear only my thoughts, uh, you know, um, and things like that. And then I'm like, oh my gosh like with children though like how do you do that and them not feel like you know I don't want them to think like I hate them or something like I don't want to hang out with them 24 7 but no like they also it's you're a model for them they also need to be able to have the time and space to go within to be quiet and the funny thing is that I used to teach at UNLV and um, in the personal growth class that I taught there was an assignment called uh, loneliness and solitude And it required that they would sit without distraction for 45 minutes. These are college students. Uh Overwhelmingly, when I would read papers, they'd be like, I hated it. It was the worst thing I've I've ever experienced. (laughs) I'm like, oh, gosh. So you know what I mean? So Uh it's necessary to get into a practice. Now, not like hours of the day, but Uh to get into a practice that you can be comfortable with Uh yourself. Uh And Uh think if you don't get that early on it just becomes a larger issue later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a conversation that we have with our children it's it's not um and that's why I don't feel guilt around it right. because it's 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 literally a conversation it's not just I'm hoping that they look at me and see that this is what you do or this is how you take care of yourself but we really sit down and we talk about when you're feeling big emotions, here's what you do. When you feel like you need to get away from people, when you feel like you need time to yourself, here's how you navigate that. And here's how we navigate that. And so when they hear me say, mommy needs some quiet time, I'm going to go spend some time with myself. There isn't this misunderstanding. Um, And when it comes to mom guilt, that's something that really comes up a lot around self-care and it's it's so interesting to me because when I think about self-care like you said when we're not taking care of ourselves it is very difficult to show up for our families I felt there was a time in my life where I wasn't taking care of myself I was a mom of two toddlers and I was feeling extremely resentful. I would feel, I would hate that my husband had to leave and go to work because why do you get to go to work and I have to stay home with the kids? And I realized that I had prayed to be a stay-at-home mom. I had prayed to be able to be a present mom, Mm -hmm. a wife who, you know, I I could take care of my family. And here I was standing in the middle of my prayer and I hated it. Hmm. And so I had to look at what am I missing? How am I showing up for me? What what do I really feel is missing? And for me, I felt more guilty being the overstretched, overwhelmed mom and how my children must have been seeing me at that time. That gave me more of a sense of guilt, being the mom who was coming to life half-baked every day. And knowing that I wasn't giving my children my best. 
And so self-care for me is a communal practice. I practice self-care not just because I want to take care of myself, which I do, but I also practice self-care because I know that I'm a valuable part of the ecosystem that we've built in our household and a, and a nation, a family, a, a team is only as strong as its weakest link. And I don't want to show up as the weakest link. And oftentimes as moms, that is how we show up, even when we're trying to be strong because we're not being filled. And so for me, that's that's the only mom guilt that I have felt. And that's the only guilt I would recommend for other women. Feel If you're going to feel guilty, feel guilty about not bringing your full self to the party and knowing that your children are going to grow up and model that, especially your daughters. And so when you don't take care of yourself, that's when you should feel guilty and say, nope, I need to put me on my calendar. Yeah, I love that you, you know, you shared a little bit about being on that end of things, because I'm sure that, especially with, you know, social media and things like that, I'm sure that people maybe look at you and feel like, oh my gosh, like she's got it all together and it's all figured out. And, and it sounds like it's not for lack of going through your own experience and, and, and having to learn things as you go. Um, And I think that there's this saying, like, we teach what we, we most need to learn, right? Or mm-hmm. we've learned ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like maybe you're even better able to speak to the people that you work with um, mm-hmm. because you've had the experience and you know exactly, you know, what's going to lead to them feeling more fulfilled in their lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I'm a big, um, you know, don't teach what you just, you've, you've theorized, teach what you've practiced, If you've just read about it, you really can't teach it, especially when it comes to womanhood, motherhood, and these things that are really dynamic and can change from moment to moment. You have to have immersed yourself in that experience. And I mean, there are, of course, people who will will hang their towel and and go for it and go for it. You will learn in the journey how, how much you need to know to actually teach the journey. Um, and as far as having it all together, nobody has it all together. I think <laughs> our perspective about what we have is really important. Um, who says that we should have it all together? And so when we when we decide to be curious, what is life teaching me in this moment? Of course, you can look like you have it all together because you're not focused on what's not together. You're focused on growth. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that you mentioned perspective because I think that that is really something that is not highlighted enough um, because I think people try to compare perspectives. So you try to you try to make your perspective match someone else's or society's. Um, and then that's where we experience issues because where you're at in your journey or where you need to be in your journey may be very different than the person next to you. So we can't look at anyone else and say, oh, well, I should be striving for X, Y, and Z because someone else is, or society says I should be. Really just kind of keeping your eye on your own paper, right? Like digging into your own life and taking that time to reflect and figure out where you're at and where you want to go so that you can kind of create a roadmap to get to that place. And so I love that you mentioned perspective because we all have been essentially kind of given individual perspectives and now when you have a family like you mentioned right now you become a part of a 
collective perspective, uh-huh. but everyone has their part to play in that in that ecosystem, as you mentioned. So, yeah, I think that's something that's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, we live in a, a high level comparison type of environment as far as the online space and and how we look at each other and what everyone's doing. Um, One of the things that I did really early in my business mom journey was hiring a coach whose perspective I wanted. And a lot of times we're comparing ourselves to people who are still on the journey where you are and they're right walking right alongside you. And I've always had the desire to sit under elders. Mm. And so I hired my coach is like 20 years older than me um, and and has graduated two children is just has built an amazing business from home and has actually lived what I'm aiming for. And she walks me through every part of the process and so getting qualified support, I'm not the person who's like, you know, sit with yourself, build your own blueprint and figure it all out. There are people who have made the mistakes that you will potentially make. Mm-hmm. Go get the support that you need from those people um, and save yourself time, save yourself the headache, save yourself this idea that as an adult, you should just be able to figure it out. The most successful adults among us are not figuring it out on their own. You got that right. I was just talking about this recently, the idea or the, you know, the term self-made. And I'm like, that's, mm-hmm. that's you know, a lie we've been told or a sto- like a story that we've subscribed to that doesn't fit because no one got made by themselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, literally. <laughs> and you don't get anywhere in your life um, without the support of at least one person. You know what I mean? Whether mm-hmm. it's a mentor or a coach or a teacher or a parent or a who knows what, but nobody is self-made. And mm-hmm. the more that we can reject that ideology and understand that, you know, strategic, right? Not just any community support or, or whatever right. is, is going to be helpful, but strategic and intentional support is going to really be what takes you to the next level in your life, in your business, as a parent, you know what I mean? Um, and the idea of community is so key um, because we're collective by nature, you know, we're social by nature. Um, and for some reason, I think sometimes we get the idea um, that we're supposed to be able to do and handle so much on our own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's destructive. It's self-destructive. It's mm-hmm. self-sabotage, really. Um, because there's so much potential in each one of us. There's so much potential for the lives and and the visions that we actually have. And we miss it because we burn ourselves out again and again and again, Mm. doing it ourselves, starting over, um, stopping and starting all of the things that can really be avoided when you have great guidance, when you have great accountability around you. Um, and when you're not, a lot of times you procrastinate because you don't know what to do next. Mm. When you're not in that space of procrastination because you're getting very specific support. Wow. 
Yeah, that's that right there is just all in and of itself a whole word (laughs) because we do. Everyone has, you know, everyone has ideas, has um, gifts, um, both natural and cultivated that could be that they could be offering to kind of support to me. I'm like, we're all one, you know, large community. And the more of us that can really get in the pocket of what our gifts and our purpose and our passion is, the Mm. better off we would all be. But we have, like, if I'm held up not doing my, my piece, then that's going to hold you up. That's going to hold, you know, people that I'm supposed to be touching or speaking to up. Um, And so it's really necessary to, to realize that as early as you can (laughs) and as often as you can, because I think sometimes people realize it and then they forget. So that's where that stopping and starting happens um, in this back and forth that then makes their trajectory last 10 years instead of five or three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, then time isn't waiting. Time is not waiting. And when you are a mother, especially, you're watching your children grow up right in front of your eyes. Mm. And so it's so important to use that time wisely and be a good steward of that time because you, your job is to impart your culture into them, whatever your personal culture your personal values, morals during that time. And if we're so busy um, running around trying to figure it out during that time, then we miss those very important years. Yeah, that's, I mean, and you know, you know, as you watch kids grow, you're like, what, where did that time go? (laughs) A year? Like, how are you this tall? Like, how are you this big? You're like, it's been 10 years. Like, what is happening? So when you put it in perspective, you start looking back, you're like, the time is flying. So there's not any time to waste. It's just Uh that as many people can kind of come to that realization as often as possible um, to stay, to stay in that place, the better off we would all be. And so what would be, you know, one starting off kind of thing that you would say to someone in this time um, that's either struggling or trying to figure out, you know, what to do in this space where we're just experiencing a lot of uncertainty and change? The most important piece of advice, I mean, I've assumed that your audience is mostly women, um, is to be water. Something that I tell women all the time, water is a feminine element and or one of the feminine elements and water flows. When we work against the changes that are happening and we become tense and frustrated by them, we miss the blessings in the moment. We miss the lessons in the moment and we find ourselves repeating those same lessons again and again. Um, But embrace the change flow be water what whatever you pour water into it becomes that vessel and so you know our jobs right now is to remain fluid remain open um and understanding that nothing is going against the will of god so flow with it yeah i got goosebumps when you said that because I love I and I didn't necessarily know that consciously I don't think but probably subconsciously somewhere I knew that but there's a water meditation that I do it probably came oh. from a Wayne Dyer um video that I watched and he he was pretty much saying that you know if the ocean is your source you have mm-hmm. the choice to go to the ocean with whatever container you choose to fill up mm-hmm. so you can go with a cup 
You can go with a dump truck. You know, you could go Mm -hmm. with a hose. And I was like, what would be the best way to stay connected to the source, to the creator? It would be to just stay in the water. You also have the option to not leave the water, to be in the water. You know, our bodies are made up of mostly water. So Mm -hmm. whenever I take a shower, I, you know what I mean? I use that as my meditation to kind of take myself through that, to to remain water, to remind myself that I am water. So it's crazy that you say that because I'm like, (laughs) what? That's crazy. And you know what's even crazier is as you were talking, um, I was thinking, okay, water, right. Water is the most fluid, the most Uh malleable but and it's the strongest, right? Like water mm-hmm. can erode earth, you know. Like exactly, <laughs> don't play with exactly. the woman. Like we are also very strong. Um, exactly. But we're but you didn't say be ice, right? Ice no. is a and I say all the time. Water. Yeah, I say all the time. You know, you can be water, you can be fluid, or you can be ice. One of those will drop when it's. Uh, one of those will break when mm. it's dropped. Mm we often are breaking and we feel ourselves breaking because we are walking through life so hard. So as a woman, you're going to be water. You're going to be water because you're a feminine woman, but you can decide, am I going to be ice or am I going to stay fluid? Wow. Yeah. We didn't even get to touch on all of the femininity stuff. Oh my gosh. That (laughs) that in and of itself is a whole other thing, man. But no, I love that you mentioned that um, because it really, it really, really, really does resonate. And I would hope that everyone listening would really take heed of that advice, just being water, allowing yourself to flow, understanding that whatever you touch, you know what I mean? Like whatever we touch, we affect and it, it, it becomes a part of us, you know, we mm-hmm. get to decide. And so if we could just remember that and continue to, to seek to be um, water as much as possible. Oh man. Yeah. It would be, we would deal, we would be able to deal with things so much easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I read yesterday, um, a man said, well, he shared some advice from a hundred year old man mm-hmm. and said, you know, what's the secret to long life? And he said, avoid stress, avoid worry and avoid tension. Hmm. And change can bring up all of those things, but we get to choose. One of the things my mom taught me early in life is that you always have a choice. You always have a choice and that your feelings are also a choice. You can hmm. choose how you feel. Um, so I, I exercise that choice as much as possible. Not to say that I'm perfect because I definitely <laughs> have my moments where I am just like, I want to be, yeah, I'm water, but right now I'm boiling. Like, mm. don't come near me. But f- from the day to day, it's important for me, for everyone to decide how do I want to feel right now? Um my mom was just that my mom is still that kind of person. I used to co- go home and say, Oh my God, my math class is so hard. And she'd say hard is what you make it. And, <laughs> so, and so I learned very early that I can decide that the challenges are going to be fun, that the, you know, at the end of the day, even if it were a long day, I'm going to choose how I, how I see it and the gratitude that I express and, choose what the day makes of me. I can't always make something of the day because sometimes the day just does what it wants to do, but I can choose what the day makes of me. 
Yes. And I, you know what, it, it's just so refreshing to hear, you know, you talking about choice in your emotions, because I think there's also an ability to be an opportunity to be empowered in that place. If mm-hmm. your feelings are not, if you're, if they're not a choice, then that means you are controlled externally by your environment or by other people. But if you have some level of control, then you're able to do something different. You're able to make different choices. So I love that you mentioned that, you know? Um, Wow. Just very, just very helpful information. Love the gems. Where can we find you to support you and hear more about what you're doing? So you can find me on pretty much all platforms at either Yaya Smith, which would be like Facebook, LinkedIn, or um, Feminine Success. And that's Feminine Success on Instagram, on Twitter, YouTube, um, tons of content on all the platforms. So yeah, if you type in feminine success, you'll find me. Thank you so much, Yaya, for stopping by sharing, you know, some, some really necessary information with us and just being open and willing to have this conversation. It really does go a long way. I know the ladies listening are going to be playing it back, taking notes. I would say, <laughs> now you need to make yourself a student. We all, I'm over here taking my own notes. Okay. I just wrote down the challenges are going to be fun. I'm like, yes. okay, that is, that's a whole word in and of itself. So yes, if you've been listening, make sure that you, you know, if you need to go listen to another part again, please do. Repetition is how we learn things and really allow them to sink in. So if there's something that felt like it was significant, definitely write it down, make it a mantra, listen to it again, find Yaya because she's dropping these gems, not just <laughs> here, she's dropping them elsewhere. That's why I invited her on the show because I was listening to her and I was hearing everything she was saying and I was like, yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. It's been so fun. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.